We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Live from the Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park, Kansas, the KC Sports Network live postgame show is about to begin. KC Sports Network is the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. Millions of views, millions of podcast downloads, and the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. KCSN is where you want to be for news, commentary, and analysis with a collective perspective on the Kansas City Chiefs that can't be found anywhere else. With more than 15 hosts, analysts, and former players you've watched play putting out nearly 20 shows per week, KCSN is a network for today's fan. Now, it's time for the KCSN Live Postgame Show. Here's BJ Kissel from the Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park. to the left, on the run, Kelsey, Kelsey, touchdown! The hat trick! I am so fucking hyped! <laughs> I've been holding it in all season, oh. I don't give two shits right now. Chiefs, God, oh, that was beautiful. 30-27 Chiefs over the Chargers as Travis Kelsey caps it off with the drive that sealed the MVP for Patrick Mahomes who goes off 20 of 34 329 yards three touchdowns and clears it fixes it at the end I can't even talk right now I know you it, this has been such a fun experience to watch him during this game it's been so amped been so on edge this whole time and just getting to see you celebrate this dub after I, I go I hold it in I hold it in a lot yes you do it's a baseball background. Just you control your emotions. And I've said from the beginning that when the Chiefs win the division, I was going to be insufferable. And it's going to start <laughs> on this podcast right now because the Chiefs now have a three-game lead four. over. It's really four. Technically, yeah. It's, it's a four-game lead with seven to go. They just won the fucking AFC West for the seventh straight year at a time <laughs> where everybody doubted them. And they did it in historic fashion in that all of the injuries, all the things that we're going to get into in this game, all the guys that were out, and Patrick Mahomes still found a way to freaking get it done on the road against those dudes. Keenan Allen making the play. It was beautiful the way that it went down. I, I can, I'm i so excited. This is the KCSN live postgame show from the Kingdom Bar and Grill over in Park. We appreciate you for watching, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you listen to the podcast afterwards or on the 101 The Fox Facebook page, or whether you're watching on Twitter. We appreciate you for spending part of your night with us. We know it's late. We know uh, it's a Sunday night, but man, this is beautiful. It is a great night in Chiefs Kingdom. This was this game had can it had highs and lows and a roller coaster of emotions, and we're going to break it all down. Craig Stout and Matty Land are going to join us here in just a little bit. But uh, this was a beautiful way to cap off a seventh straight uh, season of winning the AFC West. Let's call it right now. Yeah, call call it. Just stop it's the over. count. Stop the count. I mean, the, the Chiefs have effectively a four-game lead on the Los Angeles Chargers because they beat them twice, uh, once at their home just tonight. <sighs> and the, the, <laughs> the Raiders and the Chargers – uh, both are the Raiders and the uh, Broncos both three Steak. wins. Yeah, they, they, they they're stink. terrible. 
five win. They have a five game lead on both of those teams as well. So AFC, despite everyone in the AFC West spending a billion dollars to try to stop the Chiefs, it's over before Thanksgiving. There's oh. so many things. I don't even know what order to go in. I started I, to have a cares? plan. Now I don't care. I apologize <laughs> for language. Who gives a shit? This is the big reason to be excited. Where do, want, where do you want to start? Uh, the the MVP of the National Football League, Patrick Levon Mahomes. Can we go there? Is that okay? Not. Yeah, I think we probably should because um, you know, like this is not this was not the prettiest football game uh, across the board for this offense, uh, but they came through late when it mattered uh, to a and, and had a big drive. Patrick Mahomes, uh, twenty three yards rushing. Uh, I believe most of those came. I, one of them was a big run late big in the half. Again, yeah. But finishes the day 20 to 34, 329 yards and three touchdowns, all three to uh, Travis Kelsey. Ever heard of him? Is he he just good? beats Derwin James. Chris Collins was going off about Derwin James, how they're shutting him down until it freaking mattered on the last drive. Just right, watch it right here. Look who's trailing the greatest tight end to ever play. Look at Nasir Adderley trying to tackle. Like, just unbelievable oh, that was early that was that was that was the, I think that was uh, one know, of his six catches one of for 115 yards. several big plays from travis kelsey running through some of the offensive highlights today look at that uh, throw look at that dot that was an absolute was dot throw. from joe to jody fortson down the sidelines <laughs> the play calling there was outstanding too because like i think they were in like at least 12 personnel i know 13 personnel there just running their running their tight end down the stupid. seat it was nuts i mean he, he was he was great i mean he was great for most of the day the funny thing is the stat line didn't look great like at one point he was about 50 percent completions for a big stretch of the game and you know he came through in a big big way late yeah um, hey hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you're watching this by the way it helps us grow this channel leave some comments talk some trash about, about the afc west let's talk, again there are a lot of storyline we talk about travis kelsey talk about patrick Mahomes again we're gonna oh, have craig and Maddie on James. a little bit oh we're trailing him. oh you know, I want to give a shout out to. There's a lot of people. This is not in any particular order, but Sky Moore. Yeah. This is the Sky Moore game. We're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of breakdowns, I'm sure, throughout the week. But Sky Moore finished this game with five catches for 63 yards. And I don't know if the last one was the third down. I don't think so. We had two huge third downs earlier in this game. Yeah. And then had the big catch um, on that final drive. Huge for Sky Moore to step up at a time that he was needed. Kadarius Tony leaves this game early with an injury. We know MVS was banged up all week. Juju not playing in this game. McCole Hardman got placed on IR. You're talking about at the MVP, he sealed yeah. it right there in yeah. front of the entire world to watch with a banged up wide receiver group. Obviously, has Travis Kelsey as his number one option, but for Sky Moore to step up and make plays in in, in that scenario on the road with backs against the wall, all that Let's, huge performance in Sky Moore. Let, yeah, Sky Moore, one of several guys, but That's I, it was, fucking cool. <laughs> he's so he's unhinged. BJ's unhinged. Um, yeah, it, Sky specifically, like I know a lot of people were really concerned about him. Right, there's a lot of concern about him. Uh, and the lack of production to this point. I, I, I think some people, like, it's a little bit over. I, I, I wasn't worried. They're hiding him. They're hiding. They might have. They look they're kind of I'm too high, but hiding Pacheco a little bit, too. He's, he's coming on strong late. But, we'll talk like, about him a second. I'm sure we will. There's a lot of guys we probably need to talk about. But Sky Moore, I think he's always, like, I think he's always been in the plans. I just think it took a little bit of time to get him some opportunities and to find some opportunities. He earned a ton of trust tonight. Yeah. And he's a guy with the kind of talent that can really help down the home stretch. And that's really great to see in such a huge, crucial game for this football team, him stepping up and making some plays when there were some guys that were struggling to stay healthy or were just all the way out. And so big, big, big game for him and some big catches, like you said, on third. I think at least two third down catches. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to talk about Isaiah Pacheco. We don't want to get too much into this before Maddie and Craig have a chance to come on and talk about it too. But Isaiah Pacheco finishing this game with 15 carries for 107 yards. His best game of his career. I think he had like 82 yards last year or last week, excuse me, uh, for his best game. Obviously added that. And we saw it early in the game. Just feed him. You fall on social media, just feed him the rock. Chargers severely banged up up front. That's why it was a storyline coming into this game. We talked about it on KCSN. Everybody seemed to be talking about it. This was an opportunity. If there's ever a time for Andy Reid to run the football because everything is telling you your wide receivers uh, group is kind of banged up in general, the Chargers defensive front, especially that D-line, very banged up outside of Khalil Mack, a bunch of second and third stringers outside of him. This was the chance for them to run the football, and they did. Again, we'll talk about that more in a minute, but I do want to talk about the defense because it's what set the tone for the Chiefs, and it started in that last drive at the end of the first half. The Chargers had second goal, I think, from like the three-yard line. They hold him to a field goal, and then the next two drives to start the second half, that was an opportunity that the Chargers could have really extended the lead uh, being up right there. 
next two drives for the Chargers to start the second half. I think it was eight plays, like a total of 18 yards, kept the Chiefs in this game, and obviously the big interception at the end of seal it. Before they stopped him for that field goal, I think a lot of Chiefs fans, if you're reading on Twitter too, they I, they were thinking, hey, 31-13 before Mahomes gets the ball back because the Chargers start with the ball. A lot of, you know, there's just not a lot of positivity about the defense. I don't blame them. The response, though, by that defensive side of the ball was impressive. It was so impressive. And it started with that goal there. Uh, Chris Jones was outstanding today. And the, and the funny thing, like the, the front really, I mean, I think the, I think we're going to talk about the defensive front here. I think that's the, the group that really set the tone for yeah. this team because there's a lot of injuries in the secondary that we'll probably have to talk about at some point when we all kind of <laughs> breathe a little bit. But tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, it's just you'll be hyped for the rest of the night. I know you will. I, I, <laughs> I know you will. But like you're looking at Juan Thornhill out. Uh, yep. I think LeJarius Need was 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 checked for some injuries as well. Um, I mean, Brian Cook was having to play uh, yeah. a significant role there late. Um, so just I, just a wonderful response by this football team when, I mean, their backs were up against the wall in a big, big way. In a, it, I, like, we've talked about this. I don't know. Yeah. It's one of the biggest, it's probably one of the biggest games remaining on their schedule. One of three. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals game is a pretty big one. This one, there's not many. Seattle's maybe Seattle. Good. Like, yeah. that's it. They just won the division. Like, yeah. they sealed the division for the seventh straight week. I know they're not going to call it. A lot of game left. All those things. Andrew's going to say, I'll just say it. They're up four. They have a four-game lead in the division with seven. They just won the division in week 11 after an offseason, which a lot of people, I went back and through, there were some people that were saying, we think the Chiefs are going to win. They got to go prove it and all of yeah. this. Not giving them the respect they deserve because of the changes in the offseason and what the other teams in the AFC West did. But, yeah, I think, and we talk about the defense. One player you got to talk about. And, it's a tale of two halves because, to be fair, there were a lot of people early in this game that were questioning not just the entire defense. They were questioning Chris Jones. Where's the pressure? No. Where's the penetration and all of that? Whatever they said, and they don't make, they don't have a lot, a lot of time for second half adjustments. They're not sitting in the locker room and doing all that stuff at halftime. But Chris Jones came out and proved why he should be in that conversation for Defensive Player of the Year at the end of this game, forcing, even on the interception, maybe get a hurry not going to get anything in a box score outside of the advanced analytics to get him off his spot and for them to make that interception and make that play. But Chris Jones took over late in this game. All right. Uh, the Chris Jones stat line today, five tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, four QB hits. Just he, and I, I, that's understated. I think the impact that he had on this football game, he was very disruptive. I think, I, I didn't think he was playing too bad early, honestly, either. Like I know some people were you know wondering about that, but, I thought he played a, a fantastic football game. Absolutely fantastic football game. Hey, this is kind of a contract year for him. Like the Chiefs are going to have to make some decisions about him, you know, contractually. The contract year is undefeated. For, you know, it's the same thing. It's He's playing out of his mind. He had an absolutely dominant performance that, yeah, should put him in the defensive player of the year conversation. Sorry. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Leave some comments. Talk some trash. Flex a little bit. The Kansas City Chiefs are four games up on the Los Angeles Chargers in the AFC West and five games up on the Raiders and the Broncos. Let's ride. Sorry, we're 12 minutes in. Have said this. BJ Kissel, that's Ken Swanson. Oh. Tucker Franklin is producing this show for us. He'll have some presser updates, and uh, he'll be the voice uh, that just kind of pops in every once in a while for people watching um, on Twitter, watching on Facebook, watching on YouTube wherever you're watching or if you're listening to the podcast audio afterwards. I'm going to bring Craig Stout and Maddie Lane on here in just a second. But before we do that, quick pause on the breakdown stuff. We'll have some highlights, all kinds of cool stuff here in a minute. But one of the coolest things that we're doing at KC Sports Network, one of the coolest things that we've done over the past year, it's the second year we've done it. It's the Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive. It's a partnership that we have with Operation Breakthrough. You can see the list of prizes right there. Everything from a Patrick Mahomes jersey, Creed Humphrey autograph stand-up sign, Trey Smith signed KC Pioneers, the esports team in Kansas City, one of his autographed jerseys. And then lunch with Colin Saunders, the CEO of Stuff Nation. You've got Chiefs <laughs> tickets. You've got gift cards. You've got Cookie Society for an entire year. Gift card to Holiday Distillery. Frank Clark signed football. Sky Moore signed football. you got all kinds of cool shit on there. And we're selling raffle tickets. 100% of the money that is raised is going towards presents and toys for Operation Breakthrough and their Christmas store. We raised just under $14,000 last year selling raffle tickets that went towards uh, toys that we went to Dick's Sporting Goods and bought. We're going to run a quick video here real quick, and then we'll get back to the game. But here's a quick video to show you what last year's looked like, and we're trying to be even better with it this year.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just a little B-roll right there. We've got the link to the KC Sports Network Venmo that we will put in the description. We'll drop it in the chat. Again, tickets are $20 for one ticket. You get 10 tickets for $100. And again, it's a 501c3, our foundation, so it's all tax deductible. Help us help a lot of kids in Kansas City have an even better Christmas. So we appreciate uh, everybody who's donated already. Those who donated last year, again, 25 different prizes that you can win by buying raffle tickets to this. Again, all the money's tax deductible. You can get a lot of cool stuff. Um, it's one of the coolest things that we do here at yep. KC Sports Network. It's one of the coolest moments of, of the entire year for us. Like for We all look forward to it. Uh, so, yeah, please consider. I, I think you said there's a link in the description of the show, right? So definitely help us do that. Uh, I'm going to drop it in the chat right now. All right. Link in the chat. And we're selling raffle tickets through December 6th. And then we are drawing winners at, during the post-game show of the December 11th game. Uh, that the Chiefs play. So we'll announce winners on December 11th and mail everything out. So hopefully you get it before Christmas. But let's get back to this game. <laughs> I held it in as long as I could because that's really I, important. I want to get there. I want to announce it. But let's get back to this game. Let's bring on Craig and Maddie right now. Craig from Wichita and uh, Maddie down there in North Carolina. This one is going to be fun to talk about. Craig, let's start with you. How are we doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing fucking phenomenal, you guys. This is wonderful. I My goodness. I, okay, first of all, I'm gonna ask the room right here. I and uh, I'm asking the chat too. Was anybody worried when the Chiefs got the ball back with about a minute 40 left? I think all of us looked around the room and just went, "Oh no, it, it's gonna happen." Two timeouts, minute 40. Patrick Mahomes is gonna go down the field. It's gonna happen. And of course, it's Travis Kelsey again. Outstanding finish to the game by the offense. Defense made enough plays in the second half to close it out. I mean, I, they stepped up when they needed to. That's what matters. Division basically in Kansas City already. Maddie, how you feeling? Oh, buddy, I'm feeling fantastic. Unlike some of my co-hosts here, I never wavered. I stayed strong. <laughs> Here's it, Craig. You've been Hey, the DMs to- stay. Hey, what happens in the DMs stays the DMs. Oh no, buddy. No, 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 no. You're getting This is getting put out there, kid. We are sitting here listening to you talk glowingly about the Chiefs, telling us how excited, flexing on everybody. And, buddy, if I was going through these DMs right now, I would have thought the Chiefs were down by 50 with about 55 minutes left in the game. This man was on edge. Me? Never once. I was so happy. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, Maddie. While we're just outing people, let's bring up the conversation with Tucker worried about all of his little bets. And at one point, he had like a $5 parlay. I was like, I don't give a shit about your $5 parlay. I'll give you $10. Shut the fuck up and just pay it out for you. Just stop talking about it. Let's win this fucking game so we can be insufferable on the postgame show. I care about your bets, Tuck. We care about Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Craig, $5 was- bet, and he's like the end of the world. Craig, you brought up something about, the, you, you brought up something about the two-minute drive. Mm-hmm. And I I felt very good uh, with with the with the situation that the Chiefs were presented. 
I think that there's always like I think there's a default setting for some of us as Chiefs fans where like we just wait for the other shoe to drop. And I think the gravity of in the storylines that would have surrounded Mahomes if if the Chiefs hadn't come back and 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 been able to put that drive together because of what happened in the Bills game where Mahomes had the ball, a chance to score, a chance to win the game, all that stuff. Like that narrative was going to creep in, and that was going to be the one thing that was going to make this MVP race competitive for the next seven weeks. And so, like, there was some like it wasn't I I didn't doubt it. There was like a little bit of anxiety and gravity that you kind of you kind of just feel I think at times just with some of the narratives that we have to endure as Chiefs fans when the best player in the world. But no, he just he just continues to fight all those things off and goes out and puts together a masterful drive to close out the game. Absolutely. He goes 11.7 yards per throw in that last drive. Absolutely outrageous. Not, you know, gets the ball to MVS, gets the ball to Sky Moore, gets the ball to Travis Kelsey. Like, an outrageously good closeout to the game. I mean, after two plays, the Chiefs were at midfield. They were getting ready to knock on the door. Derwin James gets beat like a drum by Travis Kelsey, gets a holding penalty called on him, and like he gets beat drum. like a drum again. <laughs> like a drum. Like a drum for the touchdown there. Absolutely elite performance by Patrick Mahomes. Like, this is this is the MVP right here. They're going to look back on this, especially with Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen struggling. Those were the two legitimate contenders to the MVP race for Patrick Mahomes. This tonight on the national stage on primetime might very well be the very reason why Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP this year. Oh, uh, we were already trending that direction, but I mean, this two minute drive, like this right here, is everything, right? Like, you don't win the MVP and like a specific and week 11 or 12 or whatever it's going to be, right? You don't do that, but having this moment, having that drive to put out there and put on you know, kind of the resume for this matters. And then as we were running through those highlights there, getting to also put that Jody Fortson throw into it, getting to put mm. the scramble on that last drive into it. Like you, he did, Mahomes did absolutely everything you can want. Like this throw right here to Fortson, just that being part of this same game makes it matter so much more. And then as you go through, you get to that two minute drive where, I mean, he's throwing to wide receiver four, five and six, and they got Marcus mm -hmm. Kemp out there playing snaps and like, this team is missing so many guys, and it doesn't matter. They're still going down there. He's still winning the game with the team on his back. He's getting a ton of help from all the guys that matter. But, like, this is Patrick Mahomes NFL. Has been for years, still is. Every now and then the people need a little bit of a reminder, and that's it. And I'm so happy that we're getting it kind of still in the middle of the year rather than at the end of the season. Y'all forgot. Y'all too. <laughs> Y'all forgot. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you are watching this, please. Uh, helps us grow the channel. Helps more Chiefs fans find it. Uh, leave some comments. Talk, again, talk some smack. It's time. Run your mouth a little bit. The Chiefs are up four games on the AFC West before Thanksgiving. This is ridiculous. You have every reason to be puffing your Chiefs chest out if you're a Chiefs fan. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the receiving lines here real quick for the Chiefs because you, mm -hmm. you, you guys talked a little bit about it. And at one point, Mark, the, the first catch for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the presumed number one receiver for this football team in this game because of the absence of Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, McCole Hardman being out. Uh, he didn't have a catch until the final series. Kadarius Tony did not record a catch. He went out with a hamstring injury. Outside of Travis Kelsey, and this is this is not insignificant amounts of yards, okay? Justin Watson, three catches, 67 yards. Sky Moore, uh, new nickname is The Limit. Five catches, 63 yards. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm making it a thing, man. Monster game. Monster uh, game. Jody Fortson, two catches, 51 yards. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, one catch, 18 yards. Noah Gray, two catches, 15 yards. They did all of that without basically their number one and uh, number two receiver heading into the game, um, playing any kind of role whatsoever, like any kind of significant you know impact on this game, Addy. No, I mean, they absolutely did. And I, I think it's even worth remembering for like Justin Watson too, a big chunk of his yardage was there at the end of the first half, right? So I'm not mm. kind of not really a Hail Mary play. So they mm. were really down a lot of guys. And like the, you could see they were trying to piece it together. The Chargers do an excellent jo job playing the Chiefs wide receivers. And especially you're going to take Juju away. You're going to take McCole Hardman away. They're just playing a lot of man coverage. They're putting Derwin James on Travis Kelsey, who beat him like a drum later in the game. But like a drum. <laughs> they're, putting it on him. 
they're sitting there, they're saying, hey, you can't beat us with this receiving group. And it looked like it was a little bit of difficult for the Chiefs in the first half. But then guess what? They have this guy. His name is Patrick LeVon Mahomes. And it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He doesn't need his two best receivers to be healthy like some other quarterbacks in the AFC West. He doesn't need him to go out there and beat him. He can go out there and do it with the, the guys that they have. And I don't want to diminish what Watson or Sky Moore or Jody Forts and all these guys were doing. I'm not trying to diminish it, but there's a huge difference between throwing to the guys that you've been throwing to all season and throwing to these guys that have been getting you know, depth reps throughout the year. So it's just phenomenal. And I'm just so happy that Sky – and I'm not going with that nickname more, got out there, got opportunities. And as the game went on, he started getting opportunities within this, the rhythm of the offense. That was the big difference from the first half to the second half. Mahomes was looking for him and it was mm-hmm. cashing in every single time. I think that's going to be huge for his confidence down the stretch. Yep. And that might play a big role. That, that scramble drill, that second reaction play by Sky Moore, where he goes down and picks the ball out of the dirt there was phenomenal. Absolutely terrific play there by Sky Moore. Ran really well within the structure of the offense. Came up huge on third down time and time again. That that matters in such a big way, especially when you've got defenses that are keying so hard off of Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, is still great on third down. 11 touchdowns ties his regular season career high. We are in the 10th <laughs> game of the season. 10th. But Sky Moore stepping up in that scenario matters so much because I think – we, we have a lot of hope for this receiving core as young as it is, and we know that they need some development. Today felt like a giant step forward for Sky Moore's development, the trust level that the that the offense has in him, and that Andy Reid will ha- have in him. So I'm looking a lot forward to next week because I want to see more Sky Moore now. Chiefs have now won 25 straight games in the months of November and December. And Patrick Mahomes now 14-0 in road divisional football games. And one, I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about this, but I personally have brought up Harrison Butker a lot. Goes three of three on field goals, hits all of his extra points in what ended up being a three-point game. So shout out to Harrison Butker for stepping up on the road when he absolutely needed uh, to step up. But guys, we haven't talked about the refs. Yeah, the fact that the team overcame all of this. No, we're going to talk about this because it was such a storyline earlier that we're going to forget about it because they ended up winning. Yeah. But they had to overcome everything. You had the MVS non-call. You had the Tony chop block. Somebody needs to explain. Maddie, somebody needs to explain. It's called uh, a good block. What the hell that call was. Good block. And then the uh, Creed Humphrey holding call. And then the Travis Kelsey basically getting tackled um, early. That was not called. So. For me, I think, I mean, all those calls, I think there's definitely a reason as a fan of the Chiefs to be upset with all those calls, right? Like, I do think that it it stinks that none of those were called. I didn't find any of them egregious. Um, I know I'm going to be in the minority here. I I don't understand the Tony one. I don't understand what they are going. They tried to explain it by it was forceful contact on the head area or something. I don't get it because he was definitely moving upfield more than horizontally towards the towards the football right so i don't understand what they were calling there so maybe that one's bad but the rest i didn't find egregious they are just slightly annoying that they were happening and not getting called and it didn't feel like it was being balanced out the other way i think for the most part the rest kind of let both teams play that's what makes those ticky tack fouls early on kind of annoying makes them annoying but I, I you know i was i was okay with it besides the tony one i was actually okay with it the Creed one you was bad, and the, the one I agree ball. with, the one that some people on social media thought was really bad, the Nick Bolton hit out of bounds was absolutely a flag. It's going to be a flag on <laughs> oh, every yes. quarterback in the end. That was egregiously stupid and play Herbert Nick Bolton. Herbert Flop, 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 he was, you cannot hit a quarterback like that. Correct. It's going to get called. Hey, do us a favor. Hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Again, leave some comments. Talk some smack. <laughs> celebrate this win it's a big one and like there's so many things that we need to talk about one of them i think look we haven't got to isaiah pacheco much yet gotta talk about it the man averaged seven yards a carry and like they i I know they opened this and they opened that you know the second half of the series where they were just running the ball at will until they had to get into a special situation third and short and just completely derailed their drive uh we'll probably talk more about that on the lab but look Isaiah Pacheco is the Leo Chanel of the Chiefs offensive rookies. Violence and physicality, baby. I loved watching Isaiah Pacheco run the football tonight, Craig. 
Yeah, he was awesome. And he just runs with so much intensity, so much fire, and so well in gap schemes that they love to use with Isaiah Pacheco, and he's awesome at them. Hey, you guys want to know why Orlando Brown Jr. looks so good and why Trey Smith looks so good today? They're running things that, that suit the personnel, and it definitely suits Isaiah Pacheco. He hits the hole with so much aggressiveness and intensity and bad intentions. It is absolutely awesome to watch him tout the rock here did a great job in pretty much everything except for one pass protection play obviously something that he can clean up here you go 15 carries for over 100 yards you did something right especially when there wasn't anything that was like a, an earth-shattering run it's not like he busted like an 80 yard 90 yard run this wasn't a damian williams stat line this was chunk play after chunk play they were just killing them on the ground and isaiah pacheco had a lot to do with that no absolutely and I, i'm glad that you brought up the gap scheme stuff because you know who had his next his newest best game of the season trey smith out here murdering chargers left and right when he's allowed to pull through the hole or he's looking for help on plays like the Chiefs very clearly have this path to running the football that works really well and there is a hard refusal to do it I don't know what it is. They're very hesitant. The entire NFL is pruning this data in front of you to say, run more gap stuff. Then the Chiefs do it, and it's like, oh, this works. We can go an entire drive down the football field and just run gap stuff, and it works. <laughs> Let's not do it anymore again for a while. Like It's it's hilarious that the Chiefs do it, but it's also awesome. They can pull it out of nowhere and have fun, and I think Pacheco is the perfect running back they have for it. Like It stinks for Clyde. I think he would look better if they went this gap scheme heavy stuff than he has for the Chiefs. But I do think Pacheco's violence and burst and just acceleration downhill matters so much to that scheme. So I'm glad they did it. This offensive line looked physical. They looked tough. They looked like we kind of thought they would coming into the year. So it's coming together when they decide to do it. And I'm, I'm happy for it because Pacheco deserves it, man. He's out there running hard. We just need him to pass protect as hard as he's running. The Chiefs will need Isaiah Pacheco in a lot of different ways, uh, at least for the next few weeks, because per Andy Reid, Claude Edwards-Alaire has a high ankle sprain. Uh, I don't know if you were going to give that as part of the update later, Tucker. I'm sorry if I was stealing your thunder, but uh, it does sound like probably going to miss some time, uh, Claude Edwards-Alaire, which <laughs> could mean Ronald Jones is in the mix sooner oh. than we think as well. So, uh, Derek Gore got cut or waived. Oh, that's worth keeping an eye on, too, for sure. Shout but out Ryan Crawford on Twitter. And, yes, I've gotten, like, three messages. Yes, I'm wearing my Super Bowl ring today because you wear rings on championship days. Yeah, this is – this is, like, a, a, a raw version of Beach that I haven't seen in a minute. Like, just, Feistiest one I get. so feisty. But, like, it, it's been boiling up since, like, the start it's of the game. The show. It's been like this it's the entire like this the time, whole time since I stepped into the bar. I, like, I told him at one point he needed a massage. He's like, no, don't. We need to win the AFC worst. I was like, fired oh, up. okay. All right. Should we talk about the defense a little bit, though? Like, I guess maybe just a little bit. Uh, slam that like button. It. Slam that like button, please. Slam that subscribe button, please. It really, again, helps us grow this channel, helps more Chiefs fans find us. Uh, which, you know, hey, we're, you know, we're trying to find more people. We're trying to get more people involved with the solo KC stuff, too. You can hit, you click, click the link there, too. So um, let's talk about the defense, though, Craig. I mean, it was ugly early, but, man, like, this team really responded well on the defensive side of the ball. What were the big adjustments that you think they made from first half to second half? Um, they played better. I mean, largely <laughs> the, the defensive yeah. line was getting pushed around a little bit in that first half. Um, guys that we, we've been praising a lot, Chris Jones, Colin Saunders, you know, did not have their best games there in that first half. There were lanes to run through. The Chargers were able to sustain drives and the Chargers, Joe Lombardi did a really good job of calling a, a very off balance script. The Chiefs were unable to really kind of hang with it. And then you started to see some of the tells occurring. And Steve Spagnuolo now, this is the fifth week in a row that he has turned around and he said, okay, we're going, we're getting ready to go into halftime. It's before halftime, actually. It's like the couple drives right beforehand that he's doing such a good job of making adjustments and starting to tee off on the tendencies 
sending more blitzes, sending more designed gap, you know, fills and things like that, depending on what Joe Lombardi is calling. And then all of a sudden that helps make it better because the offensive line is not able to put their heads down, just kind of bulldoze. They don't know where the Chiefs are coming from. They got to have their heads on a swivel. And now that opens things up for the Chiefs defensive line. And it really did turn the tide. Everybody started playing so much better. Legereus Need, huge rebound game today. Played an awesome game. Did a great job doing that. But I mean, the hat tip has to go to the defensive line there in the second half because they were the ones that kind of helped turn this thing on its head, get the Chiefs back in it. I think I also got to, you know, throw a little bit out to Steve Spagnuolo because he's going to catch a lot of flack for some other stuff in this game. And I don't know if I necessarily disagree, but the Chargers were killing the Chiefs and they would go under center and then hit those little roll bootleg rollouts and they were throwing mm-hmm. the ball back across the field. And they were destroying the Chiefs with it. And I don't think the Chiefs ever had a good plan to cover it. But what they kind of did in the second half, they started having a linebacker. Or we saw LeJarius Sneed do it one play. They were starting to blitz. Or they were starting to roll over specifically to the Chargers' right-hand side because that's the way they were calling all of those plays. And all it takes is for one or two of those to go bad, and you don't do it as much. Because the last thing you want for a QB still playing with sore ribs is to get a free rusher running at him with his back turned to him, right? So... The Chiefs just even showing that they had some kind of answer for that forced the Chargers to back off of that. And then we'll see whatever, you know, secondary adjustments the Chiefs put in there. But all of a sudden, the Chargers had a lot less success when they were getting that. I mean, we look at the Chargers like one long scoring drive. It was third and 17, and they threw a YOLO ball up to a guy that was completely covered who just made a great play. That's their only like really good drive there in the second half. That's the only time they ended up with a touchdown. In the second half, there's only points in the second half. I think they only had like 80 Mm -hmm. yards combined in the second half outside of that play, which is about Mm -hmm. 50 yards. Right. And it was perfectly covered. Joshua Woods was in a perfect position. He stacked Keenan Allen and pinned him to the sideline. Keenan Allen made an all pro wide receiver level play and then made a diving catch. It is what it is. No one's at fault for that. It just happened. But you were like, that was what the Chargers had to do in the second half to have success. I'm with Craig. The defensive line was dominant, but I do think Spags and that defensive coaching staff made good changes to get them off that play action rollout kind of kick they started the game on. They were they were in their bag with the play action stuff too. Like I mean, like this was a kitchen sink game for them. So like they had like they every they, game is for them. You're gonna see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of like <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of different concepts when you rewatch the tape. Like the zone, like the half roll zone pass kind of look where you're showing the zone, you're faking a boot, you're actually throwing back to the other side. Like just getting them into naked rules, and then hey, the backside of that play is kind of screwed up. So you're gonna see, I think, a lot of different play action concepts when you go back and rewatch it. It's just like they just like again, this team's through the kitchen sink. This game, and look at it. We talked about the magnitude of this game. Yeah. You don't think the Chargers knew exactly what was on the line here tonight? They knew exactly what was on the line here tonight. They're the ones on their heels. Mm-hmm. They're the ones with the only shot, really, of slowing the Chiefs down. Now they're four games out because they can't take care of business in Arrowhead West. Sorry. Anyways, um, moving on. Anything else on the defensive side of the ball you want to talk about? Finish nine, oh yeah. Just look at some of the box score stats, Craig. I want to get to. I want. I want to know what some mm-hmm. of the things that you charted because just looking at some of the simple stats, like Chargers made two fa- tackles for loss. Chiefs had nine tackles for nine. loss mm-hmm. in this game. And with the five sacks that the Chiefs had in this game, they already have more sacks through 10 games than they had through 17 regular se- season games last year. Just phenomenal job by Steve Spagnolo in the, in the defense, particularly in the second half. What we talked about, that drive at the end of the first half, I think really energized them going into halftime because it could have been a completely different scenario. It could have been a two-possession game before they went into halftime and the Chargers got the ball back. Instead, the Chiefs' defense stepped up and gave the offense a chance to get back into it. It was that drive. It was coming out after the half. What That one wasn't a three and out, but got a stop, forced a punt. Then had a three and out. Then the only drive that you're really allowing any kind of yardage in the second half, you force a fumble. You give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and company. Like you, they were flying sky high at that point. And it did. It took an insane effort from Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, who, by the way, told us that the, that the Tyree Kill move was going to expose some people. I don't know huh. if you guys remember that, but it's going to expose some people. I'm not sure. Who those people was he calling out his own defense? I guess so. I'm not sure, but anyway, no, <laughs> no. It Travis was, Kelsey um, exposed Derwin James today, like a drum, was, <laughs> like a drum. Sorry, Chris. It was great that Chris Jones now has nine sacks, which is 
tied his high under Steve Spagnuolo. He's one sack away that he's going to get in the next seven games from being Steve Spagnuolo's first double-digit sack haver in Kansas City. That is going to happen. He played such good football. But also shout out to Mike Dana, who apparently gets way up for Chargers <laughs> games. My goodness. He was a menace all game long. He was so good. Field. He was a sure he wasn't Joey that offensive line. Absolutely awesome job by Mike Dana as well. Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap, George Karloftis put in good stints as well. But Dana and Chris Jones were just terrors, terrors along the defensive line. I appreciate everybody on social media that's trying to make sure that I get another mule. Sorry to jump in there real quick, but <laughs> I've really not really drank that much. This is how fired up I've been the entire time. No, I just still get an, another mule. Um, oh, I'm gonna. I wanna. But. I wanna make sure we also give um, you know Dion Bush and Brian Cook <laughs> some credit here yeah. because Juan Thornhill had to leave the game, and I mean I. It's not correlative, but the Chiefs defense started playing better. I don't, I'm not saying it's a one to one reason. That's not why, but they stepped in and played good, right? They stepped in and they played well in Juan Thornhill's absence. So, like that, that was good for those guys. We saw Dion Bush getting in there late in the, on that last final interception. So, yeah, like we want to make sure we give credit to some other young guys getting in there, being forced into reps. Trent McDuffie, hardly challenged all game. It's, you know, teams don't want to throw the ball his way a ton, and that's probably a good thing. I'm excited to go back and watch Who him. Who played in the slot? Who played yeah. in the slot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Started the game in the slot, and I think mm -hmm. Pierce Collinsworth highlighted it. Uh, Legereus Sneed, like, specifically said, I want to follow Mike Williams. I did That seemed to change in the second half, and I think that would be after Mike Williams left the mm -hmm. game, right? So Mike Williams leaves the game. Now Sneed gets back in the slot. That's where we get some of these plays with him against the run, him shutting down the bootleg stuff. But he specifically said, I want to cover Mike Williams. I wonder if that played a role because Trent McDuffie started the game in the slot. Looks good doing it, but mm -hmm. I think I don't know if that's a full-on change to expect. I really do wonder if that was matchup dependent because Sneed was asking for it, who after giving up that one catch to Mike Williams on the sideline played a hell of a football game. I mean, just absolutely making pass breakup after pass breakup the rest of the entire game. So secondary gets a shout out here too. We, the defense didn't play great, but we're giving credit to a lot of different guys here. And I mean, we got to do it. Nick Bolton just making Nick clutch Bolton. play after clutch play mm -hmm. every single game. He's like Dan Sorensen, but on steroids because he does it every game, no matter who the opponent is. He's just the most clutch defender they have. He is. You just triggered half of Chiefs Kingdom. No, <laughs> no he's saying the, the most positive parts about that. Dan Sorensen showed up against AFC West opponents For as sure. was elite. Turned the ball over like crazy. Nick Bolton does these things every single week. He's showing up yeah. in big, big ways. You know, there are things about this defense. He, he's kind of an embodiment of the defense. You can look at it and be like, man. I see the wart there. I see the thing there. I see where, you know, where some of the elements where it doesn't look the best, but they show up in big, big yeah. moments and they show up and they make plays. That's exactly what Nick Bolton is. And that's why he's the Michael linebacker on this defense. Yeah. He forces the fumble late. Uh, and also he came down with the interception. Like yes. <laughs> he, he came sprinting down the field. I can't wait to watch the all 22 on that to see where he ran from <laughs> to be in pursuit for that play because the ball goes up in the air. And I mean, like that was a terrible throw, but like the, just the, the, the reaction to get down there and go down and make a play down the field like that. Like, I can't wait to see where he came from on that play. It was had to be far away based on where everybody else was. So yeah, I mean like, but it was even before that, though. I, there was a play to the outside that he swallowed up. It's like he does a great job of making splash plays, and it's not always at the end of the game, although that's where the most of them come. It's just throughout the entire game. And honestly, Willie Gay is kind of the same way. He shut down that screen play that the Chargers try to get called up, and if he doesn't carry that that offensive tackle on out or if he's not there and that tackle gets to go up to McDuffie, I believe it was, that's a big play. There was another run there on the outside. Chris Jones ate the pulling guard, but Willie Gay did a great job holding off, you know, sealing the edge and then making the tackle. We all saw the sack where he came clean on the blitz. They have two linebackers that make a lot of splash plays. And I think to Craig's point, they also kind of embody the defense as a whole because there are going to be areas, I don't even think you can nitpick, that you can just point to and say, ah, that's not always my favorite thing to see from them. But then does it matter at the end of the day because they show up, they make the big plays when it matters. That's this that's this linebacker group right now. So I mean, this is cool and all. Defense is fun, but like we got to get back to the offense eventually, right? 
We're going to get back to the offense in one second. Before we do that, I want to shout out Tracy Bonnell, Leanne Schultz, Patrick Donahue, Jessica Mullen, just a few of the people that have donated since this postgame show has started to the Soul of Casey raffle. Tucker, bring up that graphic one more time. Again, 25 different prizes, everything from a Patrick Mahomes jersey to lunch with Colin Saunders, and you can pick two of your friends during the offseason to go hang out with Colin. We've got cheese tickets to the uh, Christmas Eve game against Seattle, two tickets plus parking pass to that game, monthly sampler from cookie society different gift cards we've got a bunch of signed stuff a lot of cool stuff here and all of the money again is going towards presents that we're purchasing for operation breakthrough 100 of the proceeds are directly going to just buying presents and then giving those directly to operation breakthrough in their christmas store to make sure more kids in kansas city have a great christmas if you donate while we're on this show i will shout you out again you can donate to the venmo at kc sports network against a 501c3 everything is tax deductible our community outreach coordinator christian gumminger will send you the receipt make sure you get take care of your taxes but um shout out to there now let's get back maddie wants to talk a little bit more about the offense i got it i got a i got a perfect quote to start it unless you unless you had something patrick mahomes here's a quote there was no doubt that we were going to go down there and score i love that man. the swag on the best player in the world uh and man i I don't know where you where maddie where'd you want to go with this offense is it is it the driver is there something else you want to touch on I don't care. Let's just talk about the 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 best player in the world in his offense. I, I just want to talk about the arc from the first half to the second half because I think we kind of did that defensively, how the defense was struggling a little bit in the first half. So just the arc of the offense going from – I mean, we they had a drive where they essentially ran the ball just about every single play going down the field. Like, when is the last time Andy Reid pulled something like that off, right? It's like this offense saw that there was issues in the first half, and I'm sure the wide receiver injuries are playing a role, but Mahomes looked a little out of sync with his receivers. He wasn't playing bad, just everything was out of sync. It was difficult for the offensive line to hold up and protect for him for long periods of time. And then we saw as the game kept going, they started figuring out a lot of mesh concepts to beat man. They had it kind of dialed in what the Chiefs or the Chargers were trying to do and win. I've got look at this throw. He's got to keep stop so for a second. For this. That's insane. Oh my God. It's wild. It's, it's just, I think that the change from the offense in the first half to the second half is something I'm excited to go back and see. And also, I, I also want to shout out Jody Fortson, not only that catch, watch every Travis Kelsey touchdown. There's one guy out there blocking his mm-hmm. ass off every single time, and it's Jody Fortson just getting everybody. It's like, I just think the offense did a fantastic job. I don't think we can say enough about them at all. Shout yeah, out Alex I mean, Weinstock. Shout out Grayson Jaspers. Appreciate you for donating. Yeah, I mean, when you look back on that, like they're a Jarek McKinnon fumble deep in territory there from putting more points on the board. Like it was humming a little bit there in the second half. I I know that when we were sitting there watching the first half, it's like, oh, man, this isn't going well. This isn't really resulting in what we wanted to do. Chiefs come out, go field goal, touchdown, the fumble deep in or in Charger territory, touchdown. That's that's a great close out there putting 17 points on the board when your defense is holding them to seven like at that point when they went into the half and the chiefs were down i think at that point you were just hoping defense comes up with a couple more stops offense can find the rhythm they absolutely did in the second half that's exactly what happened and then you get to watch travis kelsey and patrick mahomes essentially walk it off i want to talk I, there's there's something about Mahomes too about this game that I I think it's gonna sound like I'm just gonna like I'm fanboying and I'm just like a blind homer and all this. You stuff. are. That's okay. A little bit. We love you for it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but like one of the things I kind of appreciate and I think you're gonna probably appreciate watching back is even the way that Mahomes was getting rid of the ball and just eating plays at times during this game was actually pretty impressive and it showed a lot of restraint and it showed a lot of growth and maturity where there might've been some moments where maybe it take, maybe takes a sack or tries to do a little bit too much at times, but he had enough, you know, wherewithal to try to just get rid of the ball, burn the play, live to live to fight another down. And like statistically for a while it suffered because they, they, they killed, they killed quite a few plays this, this week, but even just like the decision-making on those things, he didn't really put the ball. I'm trying to think when he put the ball at risk at all today. I don't think he did. Um, I, I think there was a couple throwaways when under pressure that like you would just, the Chargers eh. defenders were a little upset they didn't get to, but that's about it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, we're good. We're good there. BJ, you want to jump in with something? You had something. It sounded like you for a second ago. I was watching the highlights just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's fun. 
It's fun. Was, Maddie, was anyone Maddie. surprised? Was anyone surprised that Willie Gay didn't get a uh, like taunting penalty on the sideline to smalling the entire Chargers defense for <laughs> Pacheco? Or that the Chiefs didn't get an unsportsmanlike penalty for the way Kelsey and Mahomes and everybody were celebrating the touchdown? Like that was going on for a while. Like I thought there was a flag coming on both of those plays because it just seemed like one of those games where emotions maybe got out of hand. I was jumping so, up and down and screaming. I wasn't paying any attention. I, was, was I don't happening. even remember what happened. <laughs> Listen, oh, Willie's too small was too good. They couldn't penalize it. Like that, <laughs> that, it was just too good on the sidelines. And then you know, Travis, the, re- the Travis agreed. tried to throw a football through that wall three times today. That that was, dude. It, I was like, I, I, I mean, we were all hyped and amped and like out on the on the the game winner. Like that ball was sailing. I've been watching people like fly out. Like if you're watching, if you're watching them throw it up against the wall, like people are just like flying out of the way of that thing. I still. I still can't get over. I know we talked about it earlier. We just kind of brushed past it. Patrick Mahomes fourteen and zero in road divisional football <laughs> games. Like, that is so silly. And then twenty five straight wins in November and December for the Chiefs. That's nuts. I mean, and that's how you suck playing against that. Them. Just gotta it's, suck. But that's what it's I'm saying. Hard to Look, sit and just think about that and just be like, damn. I I wrote about this during Analysis. the off season. The AFC West is absolutely disgusted and fed <laughs> up. With the Kansas City what? Chiefs. What can they do? They can't do anything because they don't have Patrick Mahomes. Spend like more Justin, money. Ro- Justin, Ro- Justin Herbert was as a robot built in a factory to play quarterback in the National Football League. And he's not good enough. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. They went all in to try to, 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 to beat this team. They went and spent a billion dollars in the AFC West. And they couldn't. They couldn't do anything. Is it toast time? It is toast time. Fine. Let's get to this. All right. Now it is time for our toast game MVP of the game. We're going to go around the horn here and uh, do a toast game presented by our friends at Holiday Distillery. If you're in the Kansas City area, head up to Western Missouri. Go up and and check out. Take the tour of Holiday Distillery. The new um, bottle and bonded Ben Holiday bourbon. They've got 360 vodka. A lot of products. My personal favorite is the Five Farms Irish Cream, the presenting sponsor of our Outside the Trenches show. Uh, But MVP for me, toast game. I'm gonna raise my glass to Steve Spagnolo. The way the the adjustment that he had in the second half and what we've seen from the Chiefs defense this year, so many eyes, so many young dudes playing on that side of the ball. And we'll break it down in more uh, in a better way throughout the week and give more context to us. I know Craig Craig does a great job with that, but so many young dudes playing on the defense, so many injuries, and they still step up and took every best shot they had from the Chargers, and they were still able to come out on top. So it's the coach Spagnolo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I up next? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna toast to the best tight end in Kansas City Chiefs history, my tight end and one in Kansas City Chiefs history, and perhaps the best tight end in the history of the National Football I League. Perhaps Travis Kelsey, three touchdowns on the day, the most fun dynamic duo in sports right now, Mahomes and Kelsey. Who do you beat? Derwin James. Like Derwin a drum. James. Like a, a drum. drum. Mm. All right, I'm up next. My toast game is actually going to three people here. It's going to okay, Dave Maddie. Ziegler, okay, Chris Jones. Da- Dave Ziegler, Tom Telesco, and George Payton. Those are the general managers for the other teams of the AFC West. You guys made this one extra sweet this year by spending all of that money just to get run out of the AFC West. The worst that you have been in years. So... Post game to you guys. This one, this one was especially sweet. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, man. Savage. I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that, but um, mine's going to Corey Coleman for going out into the field and telling Derwin James how afraid the Chiefs were of them <laughs> after their first game earlier this year and spending the entire time on the field talking about how afraid they were and how they couldn't beat him going into this game. Well, we'll see how that went for uh, Corey Coleman and Derwin James then. Like a drum. Oh, and two. 
I really would like in the group text of all the GMs. <laughs> like, just, what are they possibly saying? I mean, like a great social. There's like probably social one that Brett's not invited to where they're just all just miserable. What the fuck do we do? Can't I don't know. do anything. Trade they're colluding. Every, trade for everybody. They're colluding. Spend more money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, keep spending. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be cap healthy. All their draft picks made plays today. Oh. And, 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 and the Chargers spent a billion dollars and still just couldn't do a thing. Oh, so delicious. Much like Ben Holiday Bourbon. Tuck, how you doing? Do you have a toast game for us? He's Did not even close to prepared. Uh, no, I didn't win my bet. Uh, Canarius Tony needed 35 receiving yards, and that was the only thing that did not hit. Um, so uh, my toast game is to good health. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready. All right, to good I'm health. Playing on good. grass and not turf. I wasn't ready, guys. Good health. I didn't even have my head. You could have just on. said Mahomes. Just a good did nobody health. Hit that yet? Nope. Nobody hit that I hadn't yet. hit that yet. <laughs> No, you can't go back. I'll put him on a project and see how fast he can do it. Crap, dang it. <laughs> Crap, dang it. <laughs> I'm almost right. got the project done. Send us your questions. You know, let us know in the comment section what grade do you give that game for the Kansas City Chiefs? And what, sitting at 8-2 and two right now, pretty much wrapped up the division, seven regular season games to go, what record do you predict the Chiefs finish with? So give us grade that you give that game and record prediction for the rest of it and any questions or comments, and Tucker will bring those up while he's in the middle of his project, but well, we'll final thoughts to Tucker's health, the Tucker's to Tucker's health. <laughs> Good health. Tucker's he's health. looking very flustered Tucker's right now. <laughs> this is the best. I, we got to save this clip, uh, but yeah, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, please too. Um, if you wouldn't mind, it's again, it helps us grow the channel, helps more cheese fans find us. Um, we have 17 chief shows that run every single week. You get all kinds of breakdowns from guys like Matt Castle, uh, Derek Johnson, uh, that He's Derek good. Johnson, yeah, uh, and also Craig, who's great. Um, and yeah, we got a bunch of shows. We'll be doing, we'll be live on Monday uh, at 8 p.m. Central. Casey Laboratory, me, Craig, and Maddie, uh, breaking down this game, celebrating this game, because this was this. Was, I mean, this was a big one, guys. I mean, we spent so much time talking about it, and like, I think if you look big picture at this game moving forward, right? Like, this is one of the one of the three probably biggest games left on the schedule. I think one of the most stress the most stressful games that you had left on the schedule. Mm-hmm. They pass it with, you know, they pass it. They, they move on. They advance. Um, Fountain coach reads a burner. <laughs> one and oh, one game at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, one and no today. What's up, Andy? How's the cheeseburger? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Um, but yeah, the magnitude of this game, guys, like it's just, it's huge. Like, I, I think you're looking at, you know, this, I think I don't, I'm not scared of the Seahawks, but I think that's one of the biggest challenges left. You're looking at a big game against the Bengals, which I just don't see this team. I just don't see this team letting the Bengals beat them again. Like, I just don't. And so I think you're going to get a over my dead body, LaVon performance that might put a nail in the MVP uh, whenever uh, whenever they do line up. Quick shout out to Bradley Hiserot, Michael Stevens, Matthew Kentner, Ryan Crawford, Michael Bell, and Jamie Dominico. For donating and buying raffle tickets to the Soul of Casey raffle. We appreciate you. We've got about five more minutes. Buy any raffle tickets. We'll continue to shout you out. Again, to help kids in Kansas City have a chance to win some cool stuff as well. We're seeing a lot of 14 and 3 predictions for the Chiefs uh, in the comments. So everybody else is predicting that week week 18 game is not going to matter too. Good. Good. Well, and that's and that like here's the thing. Like the, the Bills and the Chiefs are effectively tied. For the uh-huh. for the race for the one seat because the Bills own the tiebreaker. So if the Chiefs slip up, uh, if the Chiefs slip up one more time, we're not tied because they have to slip up. Well, the, yeah, you, you know, I, you, it's a half game. Yeah, it's a half game. And I mean, you know, as we all anticipated, the Bills play in the much tougher division. So yeah, as the we AFC all predicted, what people thought the AFC West was the, going to be the juggernaut <laughs> of the AFC East, as everyone was discussing. Uh, earlier this offseason in March when the Chargers oh man yeah the Chargers were crowned like it's it's weird the Chargers have to give up their AFC West crown shout out Corey Peter saw your comment check yes you did appreciate your donation good luck with your raffle ticket <laughs> yeah this is fun this one this one this one feels good I think I, I get the emotion beach I get the emotion Tucker you got anything <laughs> He is really close to doing something he's really excited about. All right. We got a shout out from KCSN Update 
on Friday. Every Friday, I talk to Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus, friend of the network, good dude, known Trevor a long time. Here is what he had to tell me on Friday about his score prediction for this game. All right, Trevor, let's get your prediction for this game on Sunday night. I think Chiefs are winning this game. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's obviously going to be back and forth. I hope those two wide receivers play. It's going to be a lot of fun if they do. Um, Your dog agrees. Yeah, my dog My dog obviously agrees. He's getting uh, very hyped up about it. Final score last time was 27-24, right? Wasn't that the final score last time? Yes. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say something close to that now. Line's probably. 52. Now the over-under is 52. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably going to be like 30-27. Chiefs win this game. I think it's going to be 30-27. Uh-huh. to 27, The Chiefs win. Hey! hey! How often does that happen? Shout out to Trevor. We're going to clip that for social media. Make sure we tag Trevor in it. Give him all the credit in the world. Good dude, Trevor. Make sure hit that like and subscribe button. You won't miss any of those. We've got all kinds of guests throughout the week. They've got a live laboratory tomorrow. I'll be talking with ESPN's Matt Miller tomorrow, getting his stock up, stock down report. We talk to the Athletics' Nate Taylor every Tuesday. We talk to Brett Coleman of YouTube legend, Brett Coleman of Bootleg Football on Wednesdays. Uh, We've got a special guest not going to say who it is we haven't done it just in case but we've got a special guest and a former chiefs player uh from just a couple years ago that i'm going to interview on tuesday make sure you check that out so hit that like and subscribe button so you don't miss that he was a fan favorite so i think everybody's really going to enjoy that conversation absolutely I, i'm buzzing man this is so oh this is so much fun i just it's a great way to go into thanksgiving i i'm 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 coming I'm, I'm not coming down from this high either buddy i just think Fucking thought they had it. Just spending all the money, making all the trades. And guess what? You can't do it. Seven straight. Seven. Shit, everyone. They <laughs> Sorry. We might run out of we might so, run out of fingers. So many dollars to give to the swear jar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> There's another one. Bought a round for the entire bar a minute ago. BJ's on one, man. I wish y'all would have seen him. He was like, I I tried to hug him and he about knocked me out. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you go down to the door heading into the bathroom of that exact bar and grill, so it's not that surprising. I get really mad. I don't want to be around people, so I'll go watch the game in a corner by myself. And I'm also very super superstitious. So, yep. Yeah, RIP, I will show the ring again. <laughs> Worked really hard, played really well to get this, but you did. I got it, so I'm going to wear it. You should. And my daughter will take it. So, appreciate all of you. Again, we'll get final thoughts. Kent, let's start with you. I, Big. This is I, just the magnitude of this game. I know, like we're running on a high for a lot of different reasons, but when you're pursuing the one C, which I think is super important with the bye week, this is a big one to get off off. Uh, you know, to, to get off the board. So, um, very excited about that. Beyond just everything else that we've experienced today. All right, let's go to Tucker next. I gave uh, a heads up this time. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, man. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's the MVP. Yes. <laughs> Uh, really gonna go with Patrick Mahomes. Toast, toast to him, Tuck. Toast yeah, to him. Shout out. Shout, shout out to Mahomes. Shout out Patrick yeah. Mahomes for Tuck. And yeah. to better health for Mahomes. <laughs> Stab myself. Yeah. All right, Maddie, what you got? Um, okay. Um, who do we? Th- I just wonder who the Chargers hate more, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey? Like, right? Who's Kelsey. more hated amongst that, fa- that amongst that fan base? <laughs> I just wonder who's the most hated player that's ever existed. It's got to be Kelsey. And like on that same note, God, he's so damn good. We spend this entire time talking about Patrick Mahomes, and rightfully so, and all these other stuff. But sometimes, like, I feel like it almost goes brushed under the rug how good at football Travis Kelsey is, and you know, we just we can't let that go. We can't forget it because he's. Not just the best tight end that's ever played, but like you're you're getting a guy that is up there with any of the best skill positions that's ever played a game during a generation. Don't don't forget it after you know as he gets a little bit older in years in like a decade from now. Don't forget <laughs> it. Yeah, I was gonna say when's that fall off gonna happen because I'm not yeah, sure that it is. Steve Spagnolo once again comes out after the half, shuts down another offense that was kind of kicking the crap out of him in the first half. That's good. That's the sort of things that wins you playoff games because everybody's going to come at the Chiefs. Everybody's going to throw the kitchen sink at the Chiefs. The Chargers had to have this game to stay in pace with the Kansas City Chiefs and the division to keep their playoff hopes alive, all of that wonderful stuff, and it didn't matter. Steve Spagnuolo makes the adjustments. They come out after the half. 
That is playoff winning football, and he's doing it in the regular season right now. Lots of things to be excited about from this team. My final thought is just talk your shit this week, Chiefs Kingdom, because you've earned this. After all the offseason, all the crap that everybody's had, 8-2, and two, basically sealing up the division in week 11. If you would have said that, you would have been cooked on social media during the offseason when Broncos making all their trades and Raiders and Chargers and all that. So you absolutely earned this. This is a good week. And everybody, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Please have a safe and fantastic Thanksgiving week. And again, please, if you're still tuned in, hit that like and subscribe button. We'll have plenty of content leading up and then kind of taking things easy. We'll have some content planned for Thursday, uh, but we're going to get a chance to go and uh, spend time with our family. So let's get sappy here for a second. Give one thing you're thankful for. Tucker, you can't say Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you can't fucking do it. What uh, you got? I am. Uh, I'm thankful for. And my wife is so supportive of all this, and I'm just really grateful I get to do all this stuff. So yeah, pretty grateful for. Her. We'll be quick with these. What do you got? <laughs> you fucking do it. I was gonna say Brett Veach, but then he said his <laughs> wife. I feel bad. So uh, shout out Tara. I'm thankful for Tara and my family. Yeah, yeah. you just copied mine. It's going to be really interesting to see who breaks the mold here. All right, Craig. Yeah, yeah, my family and you guys who are also my family. So I love all you. I'm very thankful for all of you. Maddie? Yeah, um, my my daughter's finally showing an interest in uh, the Chiefs. So, you know, (laughs) thankful for that. It's a lot of fun to have a kid out there that, you know, is enjoying football a little bit with you too. I can't stay up for these games, but thankful there. And for Patrick LeVon Mahomes, who's going (laughs) to win the MVP. At least he started with his family. I'm going to shout out my family. I'm going to shout out my wife, Megan. Uh, I've been doing KC Sports Network for 18 months. It has been a crazy ride. I love every one of these dudes. We joke around a lot. We put out a lot of content. We work our tails off. But it has been an absolute blast over the 18 months, the last 18 months. And I cannot wait for people to see all the things that we have planned coming up because it's only going to be cooler. It's only going to be bigger. And we appreciate all that. And one thing I love about my family, my daughter, my son, is my son has absolutely fallen in love with football over like the last six months. We're going to have a conversation with that with one of the guys that I'll be interviewing this week and talking about that because he was very much a part of this. But my son every day wants to play catch. He wants to go out and punt. Now he wants to be a punter. He's going out there asking all kinds of questions. Smart. We were out there for like two hours today before we, we came up to the bar to watch this game. So everybody, we appreciate you for tuning in, and we're thankful for all of you. None of this is possible without your support and watching us, supporting what we've got going on. So um, say it a lot mean it wholeheartedly that none of this would be possible without your guys' support, whether it's on YouTube, again, Facebook, social media, or you listen to the podcast. We appreciate everybody out there. We appreciate you for tuning in and spending part of your night with us or part of your day for watching the replay or listening to the podcast. So thank you all for tuning in. Have a safe, have a fantastic Thanksgiving, and we will be back next Sunday when the Chiefs take on the LA Rams in the afternoon. We'll be here with more coverage and again, plenty of great content coming from us throughout this week. So for myself, BJ Kissel, for Kent Swanson, Tucker Franklin, Maddie Lane, and Craig Stout. We appreciate all of you, and we'll see you next time. Love you, Tuck. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.